Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, it's Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast. I'm going to talk about my asset allocation. So our clients, many of them know that what I invest in, it's the Vanguard Target Retirement Date 2045 for all my accounts. I have five accounts here, two Ross, two IRAs, and a brokerage account. So what do I own inside this thing? And, and then I'll talk about why why I bought this thing. So the current allocation <clears throat> is 85% stocks and 15% bonds. And of that, the, the US component of the total mix is 52%. The international is 33%. US is 10% bonds and the international is 3.86. You know, the US is 9.74. So yeah, I did not want 10%. So I'm really glad that they're not there just let's keep it below 10. Then there's this other thing, the something that I couldn't figure out that represents 1.74. So I don't know what that what that is. So here are the fees. It's 0.08. So I'm okay with saying it's free. You know, now maybe when I get to a hundred million dollars, I'll be more like I oh, it's not free anymore, but it's still incredibly cheap. Uh, my year-to-date returns as of July of 2023, 14%. Pretty good. Look at these returns, though, the, 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 for these periods of time. The 10-year return is 8.69. When I do projections with my class, I only use 5% and uh, 3% or 4% for retirees. But I'm doing great at 8.69 for the last 10 years. The one year is up 14%, very close to the year to date. The three years, 9.5%. The five years, 7.46%. So pretty good stuff. The SEC current yield in my... Funds, 2.1% because interest rates have gone up here. That looks pretty good too. The target date fund was established in October of 2003. I thought it would have been older than that. Maybe this is a version of this fund where they cannot go back earlier than that. The dividend is paid once a year, latter part of the year. Now here's the breakout. I looked through the bond stuff and all the credit ratings for the different bond. I'm not even going to go into that. But here are the holdings by company size, mega holdings. 31%. Those are just the, the the old the really big companies, the core companies, the S&P 500. Large companies make up 28%, mid-sized companies 18% and small companies 5%. I'm wondering, do I have enough small cap? Anybody got an opinion on that? People ask me, hey, "Mark, should I have more small cap?" I have 5%, that seems to be fine with me. And then there's the sectors, regions, and countries that it may, I'm going to go into that. So there you have it. Now, if I had looked at this, these year, these one-year numbers, these three-year numbers, these five-year numbers last October, November, they would have been a lot worse because the markets were down last year, right? Now they're up this year. That's the futility of looking at returns for any sort of, even 10-year returns can be wildly distorted when the markets move uh, somewhat abruptly in the short run. So I don't pay attention to any of this. By the way, I don't even pay attention really to any of this stuff that I just went over with you. I had a sense of what my portfolio had, but I didn't really know what it had. You know, I had the target date fund is made up of four separate holdings, the US total stock market, the international total stock market, total bond market here in the States, and the international bond market. That's what I know. It's made up of those funds, which are incredibly diversified. Now, why would I buy this holding? Why have I chosen to do this? Because... Uh, a lot of people that you know that are, are indexers would never buy a target date fund. But one feature that I about this is I did read something a few years ago, and I, I'm 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 going to go with this and say it's correct that the Vanguard target date funds are the world's most popular holding, meaning they have 
more funds in them has an asset group than other holdings. And that's fine with me. Man, I could not be any more mainstream in my investments. I don't need to take any risks by going outside of the... I just want to be smack dab right in the middle of the, the biggest bell curve of all when it comes to my investment. And it also, you know, I picked the 2045 fund. It matches my age or, well, not my age, but when I'm, when I'm going to draw the money. I'm 58, but man, I got to work a long time. So another 20 years or so, 20 years plus. So 2045 matches. Losses shouldn't bother me now. Didn't bother me last time it happened, last year, 2020. Now I'm going to get, I know that this fund's going to get more conservative once I get out there a ways. And uh, I'm going to need to start drawing from this one. I'm cool with that. It's going to do its job, get me more cautious. It rebalances itself. Great feature of this thing. That's taken care of for me for eight basis points. Like I said, that's that's essentially free. One thing I also realized is that, okay, it rebalances itself. Why couldn't I just go buy those funds myself? I'm never going to do that successfully anyway. Okay. Now people think they're really going to do, oh, let's go buy the fund. You're not going to get the same performance as a targeted fund. You are not. Not for any sort of extended period of time. You're going to make a mistake. You're going to be out on vacation. You're going to miss some market. Oh, well, there we go. I, after seven years of doing my spreadsheet, I missed a tr missed one of these events here. So I know that I'm not going to successfully rebalance my portfolio and get it back to this targeted mix. So that's what's so awesome about this fund. It manages my own behavior. I never, ever wonder about my investment. Should I keep on holding on to this thing? Should I sell it when the market gets up or down? Is it a good idea? What's that person doing? Should I do this? Should I do that? Sell or not? I don't spend a second, a year thinking about that or wondering about whether or not I'm making good decisions on my investments. You know, it's another great feature about this approach. No one is going to BS me into something. I am not going to be duped. I'm not going to be sold anything. This, ugh, the industry is so good at this. And people are so susceptible to this. This is liberating for me. I focus my time and energy on things I can control, and that will help me get better results. I realize I'm deluding myself. If I think I'm going to come up with a more clever strategy than these awesome portfolios where I get great diversification essentially for free and I don't have to do anything. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.